free men need to be able to protect their families. It's really sad to see people hurt, livelihoods destroyed, even homes destroyed, just to make a political point. Free men take action when churches face heartbreaking attacks. And while cowards stand idle, free men run towards the sound of gunshots when children are in danger. I'm so thankful for free men who stand ready with the tools of liberty. While God created the world, the morning stars sang together. After God delivered Israel through the Red Sea, Moses and Miriam led the people in singing. God destroyed Israel's enemies under King Jehoshaphat while the choir sang. When Jesus was born, the angels sang, and before going to the cross, he sang. God rejoices over us with singing, and one of the only things we know for certain that everyone will be doing in heaven is singing. At New St. Andrews College, we understand that music is not an elective. It is central to our being and identity. We endeavor to train all our students in a joyful and robust musical literacy that will help them shape culture in a Christ-like direction wherever they go. Additionally, we offer the Certificate of Music in conjunction with our bachelor's degree in liberal arts and culture for students who desire extra music training beyond the regular music courses they will take as a part of the core curriculum. In the certificate program, you won't simply appreciate music or listen to it or talk about it. You will do music. You will study it, analyze it, read it, write it, sing it, and play it. You will receive private instruction in your primary instrument as well as secondary lessons in voice, piano, conducting, and other instruments. You will receive a solid foundation in music theory and analysis. You will study music history, church music, and music pedagogy. And when you graduate, you will leave with the ability to sing, play, understand, and steward music in whatever church or community you plant yourself. I'm Dr. David Erb, and this is the Certificate of Music at New St. Andrews College. <laughs> I had some standards. Toby, Toby you know, had a like, gullible sign on his head. He's going to do it. I can't believe you it. actually said that to Gabe. Like, like you, why would I do this with you? You've never done this before. I, I would not Yeah, no, I remember that having that talk with Darren. I was like, okay, okay. I mean, I get it. I, I told her, like, I wasn't offended I've, at all. I've been I just clear, walked away. I knew Darren. I've been right clear now. the entire time. Like, I missed this whole boat, you know, and that actually taught me a lot. Like, sometimes mm -hmm. if. Whoa, if, are we having this conversation? We're right not right all this. Are we recording right now? We're rolling. This is. Well, just, that's, and that's going to be one of my podcast episodes is because you can get so focused in your lane that you miss opportunities from other people. Which we all do, right? Yeah, yeah. And I've missed, you know, Gabe and I have n never been on the same frequency, but but moving towards <laughs> the same. No, no, but moving towards Everybody the same thing, uh -huh. right? There's like one's a bass player, maybe one's an organ player. It's not even like bass and guitar. You can sometimes yeah. just miss, and if you don't try to stop and kind of go, wait, what are they talking about? And what's the you know? You were talking platform. I tell yeah. you, I'll be able to tell you, you were talking. I'm like yeah. content, content, content. You're like it ain't gonna matter. Platform, platform, yeah. platform, platform. I was like, why is he like, what do you mean? Pla you don't yeah. got to go anywhere on platform. What's the big deal? You he know, and controls so, the platform. Controls right. The, and yeah. so it is very interesting to learn like, wow, it it's probably good to develop a sense of, okay, what are they saying? Mm -hmm. Why are they so mm -hmm. interested in that? You know, and give it more than a lunch. If you guys have not figured out, we started cross Baltic already. All right. Uh -huh. It's Monday. Monday evening, good yeah. to be with you guys. See, this is why we I didn't just, want to talk to you until the show started yeah. because, see, we'll start the show and nobody get any of this. I know. And so exactly. it's like, there's so much yep. of this we need Pastor to Toby, mm. Chuck Knox, I'm the water boy. Special we got, show we got today. our buddy, special show with Darren Doan. Special, special show. You can't say Darren uh -huh. Doan without this. 
I'm sorry, Darren. That's the wrong one. That was the wrong one. I'm sorry, Darren. It's still pretty good. It was like, all right. I know, but this When I think of me, I think of that. This is what I think of. They gave me my theme music. Oh, well, yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh-uh. We don't do this. Uh-uh. We don't do this without Darren uh-uh. Dunn in here. Here we go, off the dome. It's Dome on the microphone. <laughs> so good. If you're a fan of Cross Politic or the Fight Laugh East Network, then surely you know we have a merch store, right? Mm. Did you know that? Dome? I did. I did yeah, know okay. that. And I've oh. stolen so much merch from you guys. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we actually got a new business partner coming on board with Rowdy Christian. There's a lot of things happening. With Rowdy, Rowdy Christian, Christian merch is your one-stop yep. shop for everything cross-politic merchandise. Mm-hmm. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, hats, but we've also got specialty items like backpacks, mugs, coffee, mm-hmm. even AirPod cases. Mm-hmm. Visit Rowdy Christian merch at rowdychristian.com and buy that next gift. And remember, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. So oh, you yeah. know, nothing says love <laughs> like Rowdy Christian like merch. Rowdy Christian <laughs> merch. Mm-hmm. Rowdy Christian Dot com. Arrows. So so you guys are kind of walking into a conversation that we're we're just kind of entered into oh. with Darren. And um when when uh back in two thousand, I think it was fifteen or beginning in sixteen, I sat down with you about you did. about before Cross Politic even started. You talked right. to him before you talked to me? I, I can't remember um now. Probably it's too, You're it's too long. Kinda number two. Yeah. <laughs> No, I said I can't remember. Don't, don't. I mean, we're in the same white guy phylum. For all the kinnis out there, we're kind of in the, you know, it, it, that phylum. What was that, number five, I think? I, I, number five. Yeah, I don't know why you're here. But but you, you one of the reasons why I sat down with you is because, you know, when I first started talking about podcasts, you're right. I was, I was nobody. I knew nothing. Um, I what? just Do what? I, I, and, and, and I'm still, sure, I'm, I'm, I don't yeah. care. And I mean, uh, you're doing debates now. You, <laughs> you made, you oh made my it, goodness, you made it big. You made it big when you're doing debates, huh? <laughs> On infant baptism, yeah. Like, yeah. That's like never heard really that one before. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, Gabe's defending pedo something. Uh, Original. <laughs> There's oh, an audience in here, so it makes it so much different. Like, <laughs> it, it does. Yeah. It does. Your immediate feedback on what Especially you say. <laughs> immediate feedback on what you say. Neil can't even contain himself. Usually, usually. Neil's got the Coldplay yep. like concert yeah. light-up headset, yeah. which is just crazy. <laughs> yeah, when, this is uh, what we got. Well, when we're doing the show, usually he's just playing his harmonica over there in the corner. But when you yeah. come on, he's laughing. I don't well, know. Yeah. <laughs> We go back. <laughs> All right. So here, story, here you are in 2020. I, I don't want to really go that far back. We don't. Ha- we can if we want. But here we are in 2023, and it, and it seems like um, your, I don't, not even business model, but the way you handle media versus the way you were handling it in 2016 has been yeah. just so opposite, different. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah. You yeah. know why have you kind of and, and you've you've been doing movies and back in Hollywood you've done uh, all sorts of music videos. I mean you were kind 500? of five hundred. Are we at 500 videos now, D? My, my wife laughs because I say I stopped counting at 500, and she's like, you stopped counting at 500. Like 10, 10 years ago. Like, like legitimately. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I just, yeah, okay. 500 so. is still a good number. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still a good number. The 750 <laughs> yeah. make it more impressive. I know. Oh, and wow. But you were like the uh, the punk rock um, music video guy. Yeah. I mean, you started, you kind of started that music video culture. I did. I will definitely own that. There was no yeah. one doing it. And so, yeah. because I was the only guy there, but blink 182, right, and all that, that, yeah. there uh-huh. probably wouldn't have been uh, an MTV face or a face of music videos. Had I not decided to be all in. And I remember when, when we had, we had I just David, want to bring that up real yeah, quick. Too. I just say, yeah. there's a lot of people that jock your style 
you know, and jocked your style in that industry. And nobody mm-hmm. wants to really give you a whole lot of, bunch of credit for it. But if you mm-hmm. go back and look, it's like, oh, that's D. Mm-hmm. Like, it took me a minute. I didn't know you back then. And I started going back looking at it. I'm like, oh, wait a second. This got done written all over it. Yeah, I think there's one or two things. I mean, there's probably one or two people that saw that. I mean, I ripped off from a bunch of people. So I'm, sure, I'm, all I'm, I'm all for it. But I think more than that, what ended up happening, I was just quicker to use the technology, smaller cameras, stuff of that nature. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that lends itself to you can be in a car shooting in the passenger seat for an interview with someone driving, right? Like mm-hmm. I was just, mm-hmm. just kind of doing that first because I was like, wow, you can hold a camera right here and drive with somebody. Mm-hmm. It, but that was more of the technology. I don't think it was a style like people like, oh, I'm going to do what Doan's doing. Mm-hmm. I think it was just it was in the air at that time. Well, not just, I mean, that's filming. I'm talking about editing too, though. Sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of yeah. way that people cut where I look at it is like, oh, okay, I know where they got that from. You know, what's funny is I was going to do, I still want to do, I'm working on putting out a whole course on editing because if you want to learn to be an editor, there's really nothing good to edit. That's right. And so I've been telling you how I want to do something where we take one of my music videos, you get all the raw footage and then you cut that because if you want to edit, you're like, I wish I had something to eat. You shouldn't be forced to be a, a, a filmer, mm. right? I was like, oh, I'm going to put this together. I'm going to do cut the cord, shine down, yeah. performance-based music video. I'm going to teach people. We're going to use it. The, and then and then I was like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't edit that one. David did. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> with great trepidation. <laughs> but there's a reason why, because David was like, let's use Final Cut X. I was like, okay. That's right. And then I was like, I can't use this. He's like, I got this. I was like, I literally didn't so, touch. So that's it. how you get your boss out of the project. Yeah, exactly. Because you bring no. in the new software technology. He was more involved. Because like, yep. he's over my shoulder like, that's good, but do this. All right, make this do that. Like, you know, okay. all of my computers still open up and ask for... Um, my username. David Shannon's username. Like every single one of my computers, my laptop on the road. You can't get away from Knox. Li- like, yeah. my soul in the machine. Yeah, and then and the only time he set a password, my family still kind of goes like, "Who set this password?" I was like, "David Shannon." It was like. It was like Post Mill Studios, but the O, but the O is a zero. Yeah, God is and good. It's got that, like, the- like all this, and I'm like, and everyone's like, yeah. capital P, <laughs> zero, exclamation exclamation, exclamation. I'm like, that's David Shannon. Yeah, my bad. Also known as Chocolate Knox on the show. I'm very opposite. Everyone in the studio knows my passwords for our stuff. It's very, oh yeah, it's very simple. And everyone knows, you know, it's like Kanye West zero 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 on his phone. Kanye, right in front of President Trump, he goes zero 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 zero. Okay, true story. What was your question? You Uh, my question. You know, um, so you kind of went on this media journey. I mean, yeah, you you know, um, from going to Blink One Eight Eight Two to now with how you use technology and video and everything, and then Mm -hmm. and how you work with your clients. um, You know, uh, man, kind of get get me into that. Get get me in your head on all that. Get me into that journey. I saw an opportunity four years ago now that there really were no more gatekeepers and everyone was looking at social media and even though everyone was on it, everyone was still critiquing it. Mm-hmm. And I was going, wait, wait, wait a minute. You know, like I think we should be here multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. And that was just crazy. But I was looking at it as like, wow, you mean you can reach people and no matter what you're doing, you're just trying to get in front of people. It doesn't matter if you're selling bubble gum or a car or a podcast. You're just trying to communicate to people what you're doing how you're doing it. Mm. And I was just sort of having this aha moment on steroids. And so since bands have always been my um, kind of worldview when it comes to business, the like looking at that, like how, how do bands do things? I saw this as this was an opportunity to kind of 
reinvent my entire business, my entire company, even myself. And I say, I'm, I'm going to go approach this like a punk band. I'm going to get in the van and go play every single venue, every single open night that I can, every single VFW hall. I don't care. I'll play with anyone. I'll speak anywhere. I'll go. And I just said, I'm, I'm going to commit to doing that. My podcast was going to be rough. It was going to be raw. It was just going to be punk rock. And so those three years were kind of me getting on stage and smashing my instruments at, at the end of every mm-hmm. set. Yeah. I was intentionally saying, I'm going to make you notice me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make you know who I am. You're going to remember me. Um, and like a band, you can do that for about three years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're like, well, we're not minor threat anymore. Now we're going to become Fugazi. Mm-hmm. Right. Oof. And for me, what I've done now is I'm, I'm going from minor threat. And as I started 2023, kind of taking a year off, I was like, okay, now I'm doing Fugazi. Now I'm doing, now I'm doing ballads. Now I'm doing all the things that I've always been capable of doing, but the full catalog. Now this is just, I quit the band. Mm-hmm. I quit myself. You Justin Bieber it. And I said, yeah, I'm going to go make an album with <laughs> He Skrillex. went out on his own. Yeah, no, well, yeah. it's kind of like Justin Bieber. <laughs> or <when>, Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just, and then you bring yeah. in other producers, you, yeah. you sort of do those things. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is now going to be, um, this is the next band. And this band is going to be incredibly focused. It's going to be a lot more thoughtful, at least in its presentation. And it's going to be incredibly deadly. This is what I asked you earlier before the show. When I listened to... Um, Death by Opportunity, your new mm-hmm. podcast. Um, Available I, on the Fight Laugh East Network. Come on now. That's right, Preaching now. <laughs> Download the app. Um, I said. By the way, I did a tag just for Fight Laugh Feast on it, just so you know. It's kind of oh. cool. I was like, you're listening to, oh, you know, on the yeah, Fight yeah, yeah. Laugh East yeah. Network. Yeah. 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 Never done that before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? Because yeah. it's supposed to be in a contract. Gave okay. me to work on that. Oh, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I need it. I'll send um, that over to your people. You start, <laughs> it sounded like when I listened to this, it was different. I was like, when did you start taking podcasting seriously? Because I liked the guy who was like, you know. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is for three years, 150 something podcast episodes, people would, you know, it, it, it definitely had an impact, but I was watching it. It was having the kind of impact that a punk band does. People were like, man, like I'm, I'm alive. I'm alive. Yeah. You know what? I got to do something. I'm alive. I'm alive. But if you listen, I, I was still very careful. I never wanted to tell people what to do in one sense. It was more sharing my experience of what I was doing and how I was looking at social media and content. And even with this new podcast, I'm not telling people what to do because I think that's a big mistake people make. I've been in enough offices and places where everyone's got the same business books and and everyone's got all all those same books. And um, if you've ever tried to do anything, you realize very quickly, man, it just doesn't work like the book I read or, you know, there's principles. Yeah. And there's principles, but everyone gets a different sort of hand dealt to them. And so what, what I'm trying to do with this podcast now is just, I'm trying to articulate the way I see and the way I've seen opportunities come to people. And so that's where, that's, what's made this series really fun to do is I'm, as I'm trying to dissect possibly for people, a couple different lanes which each subjects, the first one was being mediocre, mediocrity. Okay, well, if you are mediocre, there's actually a really great lane for you. It's actually the biggest lane. Mm. Can you show up and do the same thing every day and not have these crazy ambitions to one day change the world by way of starting my own company, but can you show up and be a team player and be reliable? That's, that's an amazing asset, and that's most people. Then there's another 
area where you can look over and go, man, this market is kind of flooded with things that are mediocre. I think, I think I can make a burger that's really next level. And then you can succeed by going into a market with things that are mediocre, but by offering something. Mm -hmm. And then I talk about this third kind of, if it's two sides of a coin, maybe the, the, the rim of it is like, and this is the scariest one, but, it, but I think it's a great category. Sometimes you can be inspired by mediocrity. Now that's a, that's a tricky one because we think we're supposed to be inspired by greatness. And we're supposed to be really encouraged, but sometimes you can look out in the marketplace and go, I, I think, I think I can do better than that guy mm-hmm. or I can do just as good. Mm-hmm. And it gives you this sort of this, this kick to at least go try. Stanley Kubrick said he was watching sci-fi films and he was inspired by just kind of how bad they were. And he thought, I, I can't do any worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> and so we've been trained to think that that's not really a good way to be sort of encouraged or inspired, but I, but I think it's a legitimate, it's a legitimate category. So the first episode, and I just recapped it, so you don't have to listen to it, is sort of those no, three, to it. sort yeah. of those three categories. And so I'm trying to break down all these different categories, 12 of them throughout the year, do one a month, how to just be thinking about opportunities, because mm-hmm. I think we're entering a world of opportunities right now that we've never seen before. Well, well yeah, that, that, I want you to talk about that, because right now, I think when you look at, I just got done seeing almost every tech agency is laying off people. I mean, by the thousands, right, 5%, but, 15%. But, but they're laying off people because that's just, they've, they've just bloated their companies with people that don't really have any skills. Yeah. No, very okay, much. Okay, so your answer. Oh, that's right. what that's what Elon did. You, you know, he got in there. Dan, like, let me right. give you some instructions yeah. about how to do a podcast. Don't answer the question before the question. My finished. bad. My bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying because now now I got to figure out another question I got to ask, and you already answered it so quick, and you could have took more time and worked through that. I know, more. and you I, know I, I, mean? I didn't want you set that up. Yeah, yeah, I was like, when you do improv, you're supposed to give. Right. <laughs> you don't take an improv. You you give. You give the joke. You give. Yeah. But my I bad. Think, but this gives a sense of um to the to the economic uh, environment and to people, they start seeing all these layoffs. They start seeing egg prices rise. They start mm-hmm. seeing the fact that they're not getting raises. They look around and the opportunity, they don't see the opportunity. Right. And so when I saw your podcast, Death Through Opportunity, mm-hmm. I was thinking like, wait a second, are you making the point that there's a whole bunch of opportunity out here and be, that the opportunity itself is what's killing people? Yeah, well, and yes. And it was more of an yes, because I think people are going to start looking and going, man, I don't even know which which one to take. But mm-hmm. but those who are mm. business owners, I think, know more of the insight on death by opportunity. When you're a business owner, mm-hmm. you're an if you're an opportunist, something I've been sort of defining more. I don't see myself as an entrepreneur. I see myself more as an opportunist. Mm-hmm. But you you see everything as an opportunity. You're like, man, we could we could do that. We could do we could do a podcast. We could do a live event. Mm-hmm. We could do three live events. You're starting to make me look bad in front of my, my, my guys over here. Keep going. You're no, not, right? Keep going. No, but that's what... Say it louder. They're like, this is interesting. Louder. I'm, I'm done. I'm bored. I'm bored. It's literally over my head. But, but the point being is that we see opportunity everywhere, yeah. and it kind of drives us crazy. You know? Oh, man, someone should do the typological Bible. And then, oh man, someone should, you know, it'd be really cool if we did, you know, and you find another thing or someone, Mm -hmm. you know, and Mm -hmm. you just realize, you know, or then you get into a subculture, there should be, 
you know, a Christian version of content. There should be a Christian version for it. It just, it drives you crazy. It kills you because you actually see way too many things to do. Yeah. Okay. I got to talk to you because you're talking about opportunity right now. Um, <laughs> have you been following the daily wire mm-hmm. and okay. the, the Crowder, the, the Steven Crowder, okay. Just debacle. I, I could set this up for you. A part of me just wants to know your take on this. Cause I'm going to say this. When I came to work for you, I came to work for you. And one of the things that that I took away immediately was how much you hated contracts. And the, and the <laughs> reason true. that you said you hated contracts was because no one keeps their word. Right. And you said, I will do everything people want in their contracts. And then at the, they'll find a way to get out of it. And it doesn't matter. It's not a, it was not binding in any way. And then you said, and I'm the Christian. I still got to figure out how to honor it. Right. Yeah. No, it's, that's why I don't do contracts. Right. I mean, cause I would do contracts and it would be like, all right, well, if I don't get paid within the first three days of the month, you know, then, I have the option to walk or it's a 30%, whatever I put in there, fee on top of that, you know, and then the first month that happens, you're like, oh, well, well we, we, we had a mistake with something. We didn't know it was processed. We put it in the mail. We put it in the mail on the day. You know, I said, no, no, I, I need my money. Right. Not put it in the mail seven days to you, get, you, you know, pay for that wire to get right, here right, right now. <laughs> right. And so I just realized like it didn't, you know, it just never mattered. I've never, I've never seen a contract hold and, so it's like if you want to play Pharisee games, I'll play them. I'm way, I'm just as good as you are, but I know you're not going to follow through on it because Side I'm actually going to hold you to it. Side note: Pastors recommend contracts. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm just, but this, but yeah. this is a setup, right? I'm not. And keep your word. Yeah. But, but you're talking. I mean, <laughs> no, Darren's no. talking about Hollywood. No, you know, I, listen, is, not, not just. I mean, everybody. I'm, I've been. I've been to Hollywood in a while, and I still see contracts go bad. Um, you know? I was going to say I've seen I've seen these. So, and I'm. Still this is the problem with everybody contracts. wanting everything to be Christian. Yeah. Well, that doesn't solve anything. Well, hold on now. <laughs> hold on now. Well, hold now, on. Now, now you've done it. I want to well, get there. I want to get there. Speaking but- of heretics. <laughs> <laughs> so when you saw what happened Says with. right here, heretic. <laughs> when you. <laughs> I'm just trying to go, go back to the notes. The notes, all. right. When, right. You, when you saw what happened with the Daily Wire and Crowder. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was your first take on that? My first take was 50 million. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Bars. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wait, I was wait, like, wait, come on. Wait, come wait, on. Which way? <laughs> well, the, he's, the question was, what was my first thought? Yeah. And my first thought was, yeah. that's Dave Chappelle money. This is a Dave yeah. Chappelle situation. Message. Come on now. Well, I'm about to give you this organ. Uh, come on. And yeah. so to me, it was, it was recognizing the patterns. We've seen this before. Mm. Um, regardless of the minutia of him taping or whatever, like I haven't even followed any of that stuff. When you offer someone fifty million dollars, mm-hmm. um, they're they're worth two hundred and fifty million. Absolutely, to somebody, no question. Okay, because so, they got a five times that investment or whatever. One hundred percent. And so right. it actually reminded me listening to L.A. Reid mm. on the podcast um, with um, Questlove Supreme. And Questlove Supreme said to L.A. Reid, like, yeah, but something like at the end of the podcast, but we all know like record labels are in a hard time and, and he just stops the whole podcast. He says, wait, 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 excuse me, young man. Record companies have never made as much money as they're making right now. That's right. And so that goes back to meeting with you that first time. I wasn't seen, I wasn't aware. 
I wasn't I wasn't tracking what was going on when you said, "Hey, let's get together. You should be a part of something that that I'm doing." I was like, "I don't get it, Gabe. I'm I'm not doing any, anything with you." And then when people <laughs> were like, "Social media, there's this Instagram thing or Facebook," I'm like, "Oh, no, I think that's stupid. I don't know. No one on Facebook. All the things that you begin to dismiss, you think you know, but you don't know. And so, if you would have asked somebody three weeks ago, "How much is Stephen Crowder worth?" They wouldn't have hit. Nobody would have said fifty. Million no one would have hit that number. Yeah. No one. Would've. What would they have said? At the best million. 3 million, 4 million. At the, 5 million. At the best oh. 15 D, at the best maybe. Okay. Maybe. So 50 million. Um, By the way, as a bargaining, that was just the beginning. 50 million is just where we yeah. start at. They would have they would have ended but, up. But you're saying that if he's worth that, yeah. then he's worth more. Well, or what do you say? Well, well yes, his ROI is worth more. Yeah, right. right. They're seeing him as worth way more than that in order which, to make that which, offer. Correct. Yes, That's which correct. which honestly Makes me think you guys on paper are worth five million. I mean, I was thinking fifteen, but I mean that's, that's an, I mean coming to my studio and then, and then, <laughs> and, and, and undervalue and you lowball me and then undervalue. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> We're recording this, right? We're recording all this. When those <laughs> when stuff like that leaks, you you get to see what the market yeah. Come pays on yeah, that's right. behind yeah. closed doors. No, this is exactly what Knox said to me. And he said 50 million and I was like I'm 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 not I'm not seeing it. You know it. how I got 50 million? Cuz if you're going to penalize somebody a million dollars. Yeah. For missing for missing a show. It, 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 their contract can't, can't be 5. It yeah. can't be yeah. It can't which, be 15. Which goes back yeah. which, which yeah. is why I said right. my demeanor this year is very focused and very deadly yeah. because those who create content are the most valuable human beings on the planet right now. Mm. It's, it is not a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why? Because for, forget how we got here. The world is hooked on content. Absolutely. It's the drug. More, more than Coca-Cola, yeah. more than any trend. Um, and so that can be good or bad. It can be hooked on right. a good diet, yeah. hooked on a bad right. diet. But right. we are now, we have, and at the same time being hooked on something, we are actually living in, I think, one of the first layers of sort of godlike dimensional weirdness in that you can speak something here and reach 4 billion out of yeah. 8 billion. Yeah. And in a nano, whatever, whatever and a, and that a, and is, a click of an upload to the mm -hmm. podcast world. Yeah. That's a that's a different. That's mm -hmm. a we're 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 in a place that we've never been. We don't understand it in the speed at which consumption is happening. And so, those who can create content on a regular basis and, are those who can and, hitch. And the, not just consumption, but the impact of that consumption too. Right. right. We. Right. Well, I say we we haven't even got to the place yet where. Every app, and we'll see this in the next five years or so, where every app is really turning everybody into a creator. Yep. It's we close. haven't even gotten there yet. Yeah, it's close. The kind of open source of what people made in the image of God are going to do mm -hmm. when, and we're, I mean, we are there. You can write code now on chat GPT and different AI, but but the point will be, or the, or the, the punchline will be, what app did you create? And now the tapping into every person on the side, you think about how many funny memes we've seen by people who aren't comedy writers uh -huh. that have yeah. changed our life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What happens Garrison, when... Garrison, he's put out some good memes for us. <laughs> I don't believe him. Uh, he, he got one going viral right now. You paid, what? He, yeah, one right now. He just posted Garrison. like on Friday. Garrison, mm. pretty funny. And that's not his full-time yeah. job, right? No, right. And no. so what happens when everyone's a maker on the side? Right. So then you actually believe that 
Facebook and Instagram are onto something with everyone's an influencer that's on their platform. I was, ta- I was talking to my daughter about this. There's, there's no such thing as an influencer. And, and an influencer was a, a way to make fun of something that we thought was lame, right? Mm-hmm. If you open up, if, if I go down to Ampersand here on, on Main Street, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have their oils, right? That's mm-hmm. theirs. Everything, everything else in there is a product that they bring in. Mm-hmm. Do we call them influencers? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. they have a storefront and they're showing you things that they think you might be interested in. We don't diminish them by saying that's an influencer, store. Now it's an interesting category. I get it. But every human being now has the ability to say, I'm really into this. I think you should do this. By the way, I have an Amazon store buy from here and then you get 1% or whatever that is. That's what I mean. We're, we're mm. entering into a world where everyone is able to have a piece of, of the pie. We, we've never seen anything like this. Oh, this is a great time to read the ad. That's because he's, okay. he's dead on. He's dead, he's dead okay. on to. Hey, it's just a few days to go for the Christians in Web Three Summit yeah. 2023. I'm, I'm not going to read it like it says because there's an exclamation point there, and I just doesn't. Feel 2023. Like yeah. See, that's what it would have sounded like, and I, I wasn't going to do that. This is definitely going to be a historic gathering with KGEB TV. I don't know about that. Patmos, Patmos yeah. Kingdom Warriors, mm-hmm. Public Square, mm-hmm. Christian Vision, Heavens Entrepreneurs, and mm. 30 more organizations mm. and more represented at the event. Prospolitik is one of them, by the way. We're gonna. We're, I'll, I'll be speaking. I'll be speaking I'll on be speaking uh, Wednesday e- no, uh, afternoon right. and Thursday morning. You're gonna come back with so much anointing oil on your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's it's gonna be a fun conversation. So the event is hosted by Forum 12 in partnership with Oral yeah, Roberts right. University, and they're bringing together top leaders in Web3, AR, VR, metaverses. If you know what those are, ministry, tech, and business space to further the kingdom and unite as many Christians together to build solutions and not live in fear with what's happening. In the world, there's a typo there, whoever writes these things. With experiences mm. <laughs> like networking, musical performances, roundtable discussions, panels, pitch night, and workshops, you won't want to miss this opportunity to connect with other Christians in Web3 and learn about the latest technologies being used to share the gospel and empower believers, even though empower is kind of a Marxist word, but we'll go with it. The <laughs> event will take place with in-person at, both in-person and at Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and online through Gather. Gather dot town. Yeah, that's mm. a thing. It's an online um, people uh, conference, basically. Conference of people just yeah. making stuff, just making yeah. stuff up. Yeah. Gather dot town. town. Yeah. and mm-hmm. streaming experiences. Visit forum twelve dot com slash web three slash summit for more information. That's a really and, long and and, and, and we're announcing Sorry. here. This is pretty exciting. Gabe Gabe will be there, and he will be debating head coverings. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> at the charismatic conference. Oh. <laughs> Can we say that? Or <laughs> Does that? Uh, and, and, uh, if you Pittman. love this work on paedal baptism, <laughs> wait, for, work wait for the head covering debate. Yeah. Uh, and While Marcus speaking Pittman. in tongues. Yeah, and uh, that's, that's funny. The whole debate's in tongues, actually. <laughs> there will be a translator. It'll be biblical. <laughs> Um, I'll just have a Presbyterian translator versus a, uh, oh. there we go. What's up? Um, and me and Marcus Pittman on, on Thursday night, I actually knew, um, we're meeting at eight 30 at, uh, for cigars and, and this is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, what's the location? Cigar, cigar place called, um, eight 30 that night. Sorry. Uh, sorry uh, to interrupt. Take your time. Churchill's it's called Churchill's. Okay. Eight 30. Okay. Uh, Thursday night. We'll be there. Eight 30. So if you're in Tulsa yeah. on Thursday mm-hmm. yeah, at eight 30, go yeah. have a cigar with mm-hmm. Marcus Pittman and, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and Gabe Wrench. Yeah. 
And All Jan, right. Jan, our boy Janet Jackson now. will be there. Some of those All right. It'll be fun. Okay. What, what, which one of the other things are we going to talk about now? Um, well, actually, I was I was wanting it. You've uh, been talking a lot about content. Kinsest? Uh, and I'm not done yet. With I just, that. I just, I just one more sure, question. Just one sure more question before we go that way. the show without getting your cool word <laughs> yeah, exactly. on Exactly. Kinsest. Kinsest, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. One more question before we kind of go that direction. Um, but, you know, I've I've seen this side. I've seen the play from a from a a, a pipeline, from a... a um, What's Content the word? Um, Content creating? Uh, he who controls the, um, what have I been saying? He who controls the platform. Platform. Golly. Right. Yep. That's been your thing. That's, <laughs> can't wait I, to hear about these hair coverings. Yeah, yeah, but you do it for so long, it's old now. It's old. I mean, it's to old your now. point, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> What's that word, Darren? So, <laughs> I've always Kenosis. been. Kenosis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hypostasius. Yes. Um, uh, from the platform angle, I've always looked at this play more from the platform angle. I think the content is important. I'm not saying, you know, content is king in some sense, but in the yeah. other sense, it's like, well, if you don't have a platform, you have. Can't you deliver have, it. You can't deliver it. So how have you looked at that conversation? You know, you've been looking at it far more from the content side of things. Mm-hmm. Not that you're denying the platform side, but what is, you know, what's the connection between the content and the platform and all this? And what does that business play look like? I still think you want to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's what makes it exciting. Not just on one platform. But oh, yeah. You want to be platforms. everywhere, and then you want to have enough thoughtfulness to then um, not just find some automated program to post everything for you, but then how do you um, craft that content for the platform, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, like Darren, your, your last tweet, being a racist is okay when you're nice about it. Well, no, that's someone else that who made a fake account. Oh, really? Me. Yeah. Oh. I said, I had said in a in a tweet back when I first got Twitter, I had said that um, overly friendly black people are way more enjoyable than overly friendly white people. Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. I see. But it was in the context of Christian culture. How when you're around black culture. Or black Christian culture, and someone's super super friendly, you think you might get invited back to a party, right? And it's exciting, right? Right. right. When white Christians are super super um, like happy, and you know, like they're talking to you, and they're just overly, you're like, see you next Sunday. It's a cult. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Or, or it's they're like, bringing what me do back you want to, from me? What do you want from me? Right. They're bringing me back to a cult, <laughs> yeah. and and it was in a whole stream of of I was talking about, you know. Uh, black culture, white culture, Christian culture, what, mm-hmm. you know, what, well, you know. You know, Gabe, you know, to be honest with you, though, Darren, there's Kool-Aid at the black party, too, though. Well, so I mean, until you showed up and you started exposing that, you know what I mean? But for the most part, like I said, when when we talk about we race and we talk about that, you know, there's... They just got gin with their Kool-Aid. You know, no, look, I, look I'm, I'm a white dude. I identify as white, even though I'm Mexican. I know, that is cult- the weirdest But culturally, thing. I look like a white person, so whatever that means. Um, but... Black culture is a real thing, at least wherever you're at. And you yeah. can have different black culture Southern, you, black Southern culture, California yeah, than you uh-huh. can in Louisiana. East Coast. I get all that. But for the most part, when you speak in generalities, um, it's just a party. Right. It's just no. a it, it's just a party. I mean, white culture can get really, really scary, you know, which is why when I see white brothers talking about kinism and all that stuff, I go like, man, like this is where it, this is to me where it gets really really funny. And when I saw that kind of pop, on you know, I jumped on at some point, sort of talking about this stuff. I think it was I think it was the guy from Gab. Um, I actually think it actually exposed me being on Gab and me even seeing that conversation. I will say this, and I, and I think you have to be you have to have humility in some sense when you're observing things. Um, there's a lot more racist white dudes in the world than I thought there were. And mm-hmm. I think there are a lot of racist white dudes. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got on Gab and I was like, oh, here they are. Right. Like, yeah. I, I had, and by the way, it wasn't even towards black culture. It was like towards Period. Jews. Right, right. It was, yeah. I was like, we were wow, secondary they're, on they're, the they're, Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, there yeah. really is this, like, I was like, okay. And yeah. Yeah. so to me, it was like, well, I think this is a good. I, I think this is a good place to throw. This is to throw a rock. This has been my problem with the social justice movement. Now, people are like, why would you think? Why would this be a problem? They're exposing it. No, no, no. They've made everything racist, so that we don't even know how to identify what it is anymore. Right. Right. We have no idea to be able to say, oh, these are distinction of marks. They removed all the marks for it and said everybody's racist. Well, if everybody's racist, then all of a sudden the real racist come well, out like I can that, hide. And that has a <laughs> and that has a way of exacerbating it Ex- as well because people a- a- absolutely people, and um, you know it's people be like, well, if I'm a racist, I might as well be a good one. Right. right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, then, well, then you, but those you know, you know, I mean, it, it, yeah. and people just lean into it. And, and those they, people aren't real racists. Like I, it's so funny to me. Like those people aren't real racist. It's funny mm. when you there's there's people who buy into that. I've I've worked with real racists before. And I work with people who aren't. And sometimes they look the same until you have to work together. Mm. <laughs> right. And when right. you have to work together, you realize this guy is really not a racist. He just has no concept of culture. Right. And right. When or says, he's rude. Or he's, just, or, yeah, or he's a rude, rude person. Right. And that, again, sure. that's a concept of culture. Right. He, culturally, it's like, this is how we talk. And it's like, okay, well, we talk the same way. You do? Well, you wouldn't know anything right. about this. And he starts realizing that me and him ain't much different right. at all. Right. Right. And he doesn't fight that. Now, when you work with a real racist, it don't matter what happened. Right. <laughs> it don't matter if y'all are up there. He can't wait for you to get hurt. It doesn't matter if you help him or benefit at all. It doesn't matter. People who aren't, they, they're just like, oh, I've been put in this category be- and I'm just going to live in it. And Thomas Alwell has some interesting angle on that. And his black rednecks and um, white liberals. And white oh, yeah. liberals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. So it was just when I saw what I thought it was uh, that it was kind of rearing its head over in the fight, laugh, feast world. I was I was like, well. I actually stole it from James Jordan, and people hate James Jordan right now, so it's a perfect double layer. <laughs> it was Jim Jordan that said that's, you know, incest is looking at yourself as opposed to God. Incest is saying, I don't want to look at another person made in the image of God. He said, incest is when you look at yourself and you say, I only want to reproduce me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, that's heavy. Mm. You know? No, I want me. Not the image of God. I want me. Mm-hmm. I want to see me. And when I saw it kind of popping, when I saw the Gab thing go up and I made a comment, um, I was like, I threw out the incest word. Um, incest? Well, I just came up with that later. I was pretty okay. excited about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But which is funny because then everyone was like, well, I'm not a kinist, but kin, look at what Paul says about kin. There's, and I think it's a distraction, but I think, in my opinion, and as I stated here, there's no reason to listen to me. I'm a filmmaker. You guys should just disregard me, move on, and do whatever you all do. I was just making the comment that it is such a distraction. And so the one thing that the internet has given us, it's given us the ability to actually see where the distractions are, mm-hmm. where they kind of A distraction form. from what? I think what the true meaning of any particular thing is. And so when it comes to the gospel... Mm. Um, he just Jesus juked us. Well, no, but I mean, but that's where it gets, but that's the whole point. Once you start using kinism or some sort of kin philosophy to now mark out how it is you're going to live your faith and community and community, um, I think what you have is it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the white trash dude that thinks like drinking a, like, Mickey's wide mouth malt liquor beer is kind of going up a notch. <laughs> Kinism for me is like, oh, we're going to start to be thoughtful and philosophical and theological and intentional. 
and intentional about our faith. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of this like really gross, low hanging fruit. And so I was like, you know, my opinion is that that is, you know, that is going to that category of, you know, Paul saying, well, then just cut them off. You're so into this. Cut it off, you know. Mm. Just go all the way. Just go. Why do, why just go all the way, and you know what? And just have sex with your daughter, and just keep reproducing what you love. Mm-hmm. Oh, ow, oh, kincest, kincest. For the record, it's a trap. <laughs> I, I want to um, ask Darren a consulting question since we got him here. Okay. Just, we're just going to turn just, the corner like that? Just turn the corner like that. <laughs> really? Just, he's got to the bomb. He dropped the bomb. And I'm like, Hold okay, on, that was got good. Other things on the thing. He got other things on there. Got heretics, there's nothing, got there's nothing on there DeMar. about consulting. Sure. There, that's no, on no. The list. No. Hold on. Did you, you normally got to pay Darren to sit down and have dinner with how, him. And, and so, that's the Christian nationalism. That how, was my consulting. How, how does <laughs> how does Gary DeMar, preterism, <laughs> Christian nationalism, federal vision tie together? Well, I think that those those have been the kind of hot topics, yeah. right? I mean, that's kind of what people have been talking about. Um, I I, I see the federal vision is um, really coming back, even though I think what people realize is federal vision is nothing. I love when people try to make federal vision know, something. something. Yeah. It is so not anything. Now, I love the federal vision. I'm like, I still stand on it. I don't care how many people want to say, I disavow myself, Doug Wilson, with federal vision. Like, no, you don't. Stop it, dude. You know, it's like, well, there's the Amber Stouts and the this and that. It's like, no, 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 no. I read all the books. I know what everyone's talking about and everyone loves it. But the federal vision (laughs) is just people doing, it's just people doing super high level behind the scenes in the wall wiring of how things work. And people don't care about that stuff. But for people who love the wiring, and they're into that stuff, that's the federal vision, right? So when Jim Jordan starts talking about regeneration and people are like, oh, he's he's now abandoned the gospel and all that stuff, no more than the Armenian, you know, uh, Armenian. 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 <laughs> Armenian. The Armenian. Armenian's very different. The Armenian. The Armenian. Armenian. <laughs> no, but it's like no <laughs> one. Speaking like, of kinism. Right, right. <laughs> Those brothers hang together, man. You go Pasadena, they're gonna roll up real. on you. You know, New York too. My I'm Armenian. My goodness, you know. But, <laughs> but all look, look. You cannot like what Jim Jordan says on regeneration, but it's the same thing Calvary Chapel says, just not defined. Right. Oh. So, so what Jim? Can, and by the way, which, which can still be pastorally unhelpful. It, it but can be. But it doesn't. But, but doesn't mean we're not brothers. But, but that's not what. Jim, but Jim's not writing it to be pastoral. Right. So, and by the way, Jim is showing his work. You can make a statement. Jim is showing his work and saying, go ahead. Here's my work. Here's yeah. how I got here. Feel free to go after it. Yeah, but, right. You know, I, yep. I'm not, I'm not arguing one way or the other with this, but I remember being inside the inner circles when first getting my first taste of Jim Jordan and it was with Kirk Cameron. Yeah. And it was the piece that you did on Genesis Redux Right, was some of the most it's, at that time, I had never thought about Genesis like that, which everybody right. needs to watch. But the first, no one liked Jim Jordan from the beginning. No, and so I don't even think it's Bonson didn't like him. No, no nobody, I mean nobody, everyone was upset it, at him. And, yeah. You know, he's either so, onto something or on something. That's so funny. So by the time the Baptist found Jim Jordan, it was like, who is this guy? And he's got to be a heretic because I don't like him. Well, <laughs> so, and it's a way to try to get a Doug. So that's why I put on here that interesting. That, that's the joke. Is that. Look, Doug Wilson is way more dangerous than Jim Jordan. You're all sidetracked with Jim Jordan because you want to go he's break down these things and, mm. and and you want to see, see, see the stuff he's he's written. 
look, Jim is showing his work. Disagree with it. Go after it. Have at it. Jim's happy to change his mind. I've seen him change his mind. I've seen people write him a two-page letter breaking down a 15-page thing he wrote and then him going, you're right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got a problem with Jim, take it to Jim, take his math, do the math, and it's go not after it's it. About. Nobody, it's not about that. I still don't know anybody who actually had Jason Farley on his show over the comments that he made on here. So I know you're right. Right. I know you're right because not no one... No one. People wanted to come after us. Well, so it was lever. I, mean, I would but debate Jason wanted. because Jason overreached. I would debate Jason yeah. on here. That was the stupidest thing I've heard a, a friend say <laughs> in, in the longest time. If you if, if if you want to reduce it to that, I'm like, come on, Jason. You know, like go watch. You know, Black <laughs> Panther Part Three. Black, there isn't a Black Panther. Although there will be. Although, although Jim Jordan did write the failure of American Baptist culture. <laughs> And probably right. would agree with Jason. Yeah, no. And, 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 Here we are, oh, that's folks. a good and time. That's why I did my I podcast, All My Friends Are Heretics, because yeah. that was the point. Right. Everyone's a heretic from some direction. And Great at some point, me. you just stop You stop caring and saying, look, if you want to have a debate, let's get after it. If you want to have a conversation, let's get after it. And so I'm seeing the Jim Jordan thing as a distraction. Doug is still who people are going after, and he's so far ahead of everyone. It's it's, it's not going to work. But I see I see preterism and what Gary DeMar is talking about. I think that's going to be a big thing in, in the next four or five years because I think I think we have a hermeneutical challenge right now, and you have so many people who are coming to the Reformed faith, who are studying, who are listening, who are saying, I understand what's going on here. They're saying, I've got some questions, though, because when I follow this, the math isn't adding up. And so I'm not a full preterist, unless a full preterist is defined by what Joshua says, that everything was promised that was ever promised, that was ever going to be promised, that was to be promised from Abraham and all that. Everything came to be for Israel. Whatever kind of full preterism that is on things being fulfilled, I'm that kind of Christian. <laughs> so whatever that means, that's what I am, because it says everything came to pass. That was promised to Abraham. In Joshua. In Joshua. It says everything. Not one thing did not come to pass. So I will just say, whatever that means, that's what I am when it comes to the New Testament. <laughs> and Toby's head is hurting right now. He's like, do I confront Darren right now? No. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that there are so many people coming now to the Reformed faith in this hermeneutic. They're asking questions. I think that's good. I think we're going to have to... We're going to have to shore up a few things here because sure. you can have a very smart person. Look, Joel McDermott, bless him. He called us out with tattoos. He said, a person can read the Bible and say, all these things don't count anymore, but the tattoo thing counts. That's got to be answered. Mm -hmm. And someone can say, wait, we're making fun of our dispensational brothers and we're telling them what soon means in the first chapter of Revelation. We're beating them over the head with what soon means. And then they finally go, okay, you're right. And then we get to the end of Revelation. Chapter go, 21. Soon doesn't mean Not that yet. anymore. Okay, we're done. We're out of here. You go, no, I did the math. I did the math. And you're saying two plus two isn't four. No, it's five. Let me tell you why. All I'm saying is the hermeneutic, I think, needs to be worked on. Do you think that's what Uncle Gary is working through is the hermeneutic? 100%. And everybody else is saying, oh, you must have went full preterism. Right. Where really what I think is happening, this is me in the weeds, inside baseball, this is me being a geek on this stuff. I think there's going to be a new form of amillennialism that answers a lot of this stuff. That's that's my weird hunch. The, the thing that gets me about the Hell, whole... Oh, sweet. Uh, <laughs> you ain't got the answers. Yeah. <laughs> I got the answers. No, just, I'll tell Kate. I'll have this. We got, our, we, we, we got our pastor here, and he's not afraid to be put... You know, I saw him... Who did he debate about the Bible that one time that you had on? The only time you had a guest on 
and they were talking about women preachers. Oh, something was so great, and I, and the way you handled it was so fantastic. But is there anything in the is is do you think there's any New Testament promise that hasn't been fulfilled spiritually? What do you mean by spiritually? Is there anything that we think is future that yeah. we don't already have now? The resurrection of the yeah. body. But our, but when I came to Christ, I was told that Not I was... Not all the enemies are put under his feet. When I came to Christ, I was told yeah. that I was going to be resurrected. Hmm. Do I have a resurrected body right now? No. Am I resurrected in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, you have... You have, you have you have a new heart. You have a new heart. You have regeneration. Am I a new creation? Yep. But, Was but, I put into the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, Colossians 2. Yeah. 11 right. and so what I'm saying, though, am I new? Have I been resurrected in any way, shape, or form? Well, sure. You're, you, you are participating in the resurrection life through the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. All well, I'm saying is there's a lot of things like that yeah. that, we, that, that we were told that we are. Yeah, but theologians have... I mean, they've dealt with that for um, centuries. Sure, it's called already, not yet. Yeah, but <laughs> we have we have we have all of this already in right. Christ. Right. In principle, it's accomplished, and yet not all of it has is, is is fulfilled in its completion. We're in the new heavens and new earth. Right. But the new heavens and the new earth is not complete. Right. And so I think that paradigm, though, I think with more people coming, sure, gives me a lot more questions. Okay. Right, and so I so I see that coming, so, and you go back to Joshua, and I would and I would love to hear how people answer that. So, D, let me ask this question. This is, I mean, I'm thinking about you're a filmmaker. On the side. On the side. <laughs> <laughs> I, and and a consultant, but, right, right. But so, but why is it that want to be theologian? Well, here's the deal. I I think there's. I don't think you can be a good poet, which is what I consider you. I don't think you'd be a good poet without a good theology. And what has made, from what I've seen, attractive from what I watch from you doing is that I can see a theological tapestry in the back to almost all of your filmmaking production, right? I, yeah. I see that. So, but I'm wondering why is it that these conversations for you are as important as they are where we're at right now? Right. Because it either either it's the the growing pains that you see we're going to have, and that there's something else happening. Uh, coming in the next few years. I mean, I would have never thought, I mean, I got to say this, praise God, 2,000 people at the Founders Conference. That is amazing. We were there in 2019, 250, 300 300 at the max. The first one they've had in a long time, 2019. Is that the one they wouldn't let Doug in the room or in the No, no, that was was when we did G3. Okay, sorry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. That that was was. That, that was, was a crazy that, moment. Yeah, you guys had was. him in the hallway. Yeah, it, uh, yep. yeah we, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And so. That's but, punk rock. That was You ain't allowed on the main stage and you're selling out the side room. Yeah. Yeah. People are stage diving. But there's something that's <laughs> happening, though, that you see that's like, it's important that, you know, you don't, you're not putting your energy in places that you don't think are important. Right. And so if you're putting your energy here, what is it that you're seeing? Oh, down the road, this is going to matter. Because right now, to be honest with you, I think maybe 30 people care. Yeah. Well, about care about what? 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 what we're talking, what, the way what we're talking about when it comes to preterism, okay. uh, partial okay. preterism, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. people who are who will embrace even the postmillennial worldview don't even know the word preterism. Right. Right. Yeah. They see a theology they're working out. They're like, oh, that's important. But what, so why is it that you're taking a deeper look into the tapestry of this and saying this is important? So the wiring. Yeah, yeah. And, and the wiring of this and 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 saying, oh, this is going to matter. You know what? Fifteen, twenty years. What? What, what do you? Why take I, so much attention and put it here on this? 
Because it's, there's a part of me that I don't care about this. Yeah, sure. There's a massive part of me that I know, and 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 it's watch me on my phone, scrolling. <laughs> right, but, but there's, there's a part Darren of, again. Right. <laughs> Arguing. What, what what I mean is that I know that, there's Gary Demar. <laughs> I know that people's moral imagination is captured more by secularism than theology, right? And I want to be able to capture that, and I want to fight for that. And so some of these conversations to me, I'm like, I need to get past their watchful dragons. And this is not the way to do it. But yet you're seeing this, and I know you know this, and yet you're applying yourself to it. So what are you? What, what's why? Because I think preterism is more interesting than Lord of the Rings. Mm. And so what? What people are doing now is they're able to read and they're able to study and they're able to you know whether you want to go partial preterism, full preterism, hyper preterism, covenantal preterism. And we're seeing, I'm seeing that evolve right now. The reason why I think it's coming is because it actually anchors a physical mm-hmm. layer to the story. Um, and again, I don't think I'd be the best to articulate it, but, but, but what I can say is that um, once you get the gospel story, right, and then someone's like, I'm saved, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to go to hell. Mm-hmm. And you understand those things, right? And you're working out your salvation with fear and trembling and all that. And you're looking at the Bible and then one day you're reading the book of Hebrews and someone points out like a lot of this might be about like, don't go back to the temple. Right. You're like, wait, what? Well, because you know, and then, then you start and someone tells you about AD 70 and then someone sort of fleshes out for you. Like, look, every Christianese term you have doesn't exist unless you get rid of that temple. The spirit residing with you, forgiveness of sins. You've got, an advocate for you, now you got a high priest, you have all these things, you like every single thing, you know, you've you've come to mountains. All all these things now kind of get rooted in this, and really I think probably the greatest, I think the greatest story within stories is what God did with his own temple, with his own people. And when you start to hear that story, it's way better than any Knights Templar weird, you know. Um, da Vinci Code story. You've got this like really crazy thing. That's, that's why people love um, Heiser. You know, God bless him. I think he's going to the Lord soon, and he's not doing well with cancer. But when people read Unseen Realm, which I would disagree with, probably eighty percent of Unseen Realm, but he's showing his work. And I think you know. But the point is, when people read Heiser, people go ballistic when they read the Unseen Realm. They go, "What? Hmm? Why was this? Wait, what? I just..." Look, Jim Jordan's been living in that weird world <laughs> for a long, for a long time. time, but he's just yeah. been dabbling. And then Heiser shows up and says, I'm going to excavate all of this stuff. We're going to talk to the councils. We're, now, all of a sudden, you got people like me that go like, I read Lord of the Rings. I just don't get excited. You know, I read stuff about what was actually going on in the first century and all these different things. You start looking at this and maybe Melchizedek is this and when, what, what's this? And you start, and it's like, it's my, the, the Bible takes on a whole other crazy layer. So to answer your question in a long way, I think people, I think this is going to be something because it really is an incredible story that people don't know about. Mm. You got time to stick around? 100%. I know Toby's. Thank you for coming, man. I don't really scroll by everything you you say. It's just when you're like debating the preterists again. I'm like, oh, there's there's Darren with the preterists. I do debate the preterists because they have problems and they're not doing their homework, yeah. and, and, and I want to challenge them. If you're single, Appreciate get married. You. If you're married, yeah. have you some kids. If you have kids, go baptize them. Until tomorrow, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics. Stick around. Backstage, more with Darren Doan. Home, it's where you build your legacy, where traditions are started, seeds are planted, meals are shared, and stories are told. We are Chris and Natalie Carpenter, owners of Story Real Estate, and our team of top agents helps people find homes in Moscow, Idaho, and around the country. Have you thought about a move? Contact us to get connected with a top agent who shares your values and puts your family first. Or reach out to us about our Moscow Relocation Guide. Wherever you're looking to go, we can help you find home. Call us at Story Real Estate or visit us at storyrealestate.com and start building your legacy. Putting off writing that proposal again? Yeah, we've been there. Proposal writing can be tough. It takes work. And if you're not careful, you can set up your company for failure. Well, that's where we come in. Smart Pricing Table is an innovative application that focuses on, well, the pricing table. Instead of a static document and constant back and forth, our platform creates interactive proposals that empower your prospects. Not sure if something is needed? Make it optional. Have complicated services that vary? Let your customer do the work with line item upsells. Have reoccurring services? Easy peasy. With Smart Pricing Table, you can create attractive proposals quickly. And our system is built for reuse, so you can get out of that hamster wheel. Give your customers choice and close deals quickly with Smart Pricing Table.